Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Everyone is voting for Jack, cause he's got what all the rest lack. Everyone wants to back Jack. Jack is on the right track, cause he's got... Hello and welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. This is your host, Allison, once again. And this was a fun one to research, I have to say. I had said in my last one that I would do my next podcast on, like, I guess crimes and trouble that the Kennedys has gotten in, various members and things. Um, As I was researching for the last one, I just continued to see arrest after arrest after scandal after scandal after scandal. And ones that weren't really as highly publicized as um, many of the others that had made the Kennedys very notable, I guess, and um, or had aided in that, I should say. And so I I tackled this one, and it it was fun. It was fun to do. So I'm going to get into it. I have come up with ten of the crimes that a lot of people may or may not know about the Kennedys. So here we go. First, I mentioned on my last one a little bit, but I'll research a little more on it, and it's just, what a story. It is about Max and Caroline Kennedy. Max is the father, Caroline is the daughter, and this happened on August 20th of 2017. They were both arrested for disorderly conduct. Max had bloodshot eyes. His blood alcohol was at a zero, but he looked all crazy, sweaty, gross, everything. Caroline was clearly drunk. Um, the police pull up on this party. The noise is way too loud. Basically, they ask Max to turn the music down, and he refuses, loses his mind in the state that he's in. Caroline was just off her rock or two, but Max apparently immediately became really angry. He wouldn't ad- identify himself, and he didn't have his ID. I don't know why he wouldn't just say his name, but he didn't. Caroline refused to take a breathalyzer and just said, I'm drunk, I know I'm drunk, don't even give me the breathalyzer. They wouldn't turn the music down, like I said. He apparently, in his rage, threw himself into the wall, threw a bunch of glasses, like went crazy. Um, Meanwhile, the daughter's over here talking to a police officer and says, I went to Brown and I'm a teacher, sweetheart, stuck her tongue out at him. I mean, just real rough. Apparently after that... People are shouting all over the place. You don't know who you're messing with that are at the party. Like, tons of people chanting that. Caroline, while her father's trying to get contained by the police, tries to escape the cop car. That's it. (laughs) I really don't have any other words. But that is basically what made them get arrested. I think the whole thing is crazy. And it took place at Judy Garland's um, old house in Hyannisport, which is interesting, too. So that's that whole story. It's just a kerfluffle of indecency (laughs) maybe that'll be the title of the podcast (laughs) anyway um moving on so number two story is connor kennedy this took place in december of 2016 uh it was a bar fight in aspen he was arrested at a bar called the bootsy bellows and he pled guilty to punching a man in the face it was for uh assault of a man i guess 
But according to RFK Jr. on the whole case, he was protecting one of his gay friends who was called a homophobic slur. And so he was actually praised by his father for standing up to bullies. His punishment was to write an apology letter to the victim, a $500 fine, and abstaining from drugs and alcohol for six months. I thought this was interesting because if somebody, not that violence is the answer, blah, blah, blah. But if somebody called my friend a name, I would probably punch him too. <laughs> so I uh, kind of commend him for standing up to bullies just like his father did. He was also arrested again with RFK Jr. for protesting the Keystone XL pipeline. So that's, I don't feel too terrible about that either. <laughs> so I don't know. His arrests are kind of like, I guess, things that made his father proud. So that was number two. All right, number three is another one of RFK Jr.'s children. This wasn't really arrests. I just thought it was really interesting and just bratty all around. Um, for It was Kyra Kennedy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Kira, but I'm going to say Kyra because it's a Y. I don't know. She got in trouble, let's say, for bullying a New York Magazine writer and she was banned by her father for in, from Instagram and all of her social media platforms because she bullied someone publicly. So he literally made her shut everything off and said, we don't commend bullying in this family. So you're out. Gone. And she was banned off of social media, I think, for nearly three years. Now, she was 20 at the time. I don't really know how your parent can ban you, but I guess he was like, hey, not going to pay for your college if you, if you don't shut off your social media. That's my guess. I don't know. So that happened. But the most interesting is one time she was underage at the time, and she tried to enter this New York nightclub using her sister Kick's passport, who was 26 at the time. It was taken from her by the security guard, and they basically said, hey, what's the birthday on it? What's your birthday? And she couldn't think of it. She scrambles and tries to <laughs> Google and pull up uh, Kick's Wikipedia page to find her birthday while they're seeing all this. She was drunk, obviously. Um, and so they wouldn't return the passport back to her. She loses her mind, goes crazy, threatens to sue, all this kind of stuff. And she was quoted saying, I'm a Kennedy. Google me. If you don't let me in, the governor will be calling. So I just think that's funny. <laughs> it's not really that criminal. It's just funny. Moving on. Um, next one I have is one that I had never heard of. Some of y'all probably have, but I had never had. Um, so number four on the list is Joseph P. Kennedy II. Uh, this took place on August 13th of 1973. He was 20 at the time. He was uh, convicted of negligent driving. He only ended up having to pay a $100 fine, but he drove a Jeep with like six other of his friends and his brother too, David Kennedy, was in it. And he basically drove crazy, tried to veer off to avoid hitting something and it just was driving all over the place and ended up wrecking. It overturned the car and he injured three of the people in the car, which one was his brother David and another girl was injured and then another girl was injured and she actually was paralyzed. So he was charged with negligent driving then, which that's a really tragic story. Next up is William Kennedy Smith. I am not going to get into this one solely because I don't know much much about it and I want to know more about it and I want to do a whole podcast about it because I was talking to a friend this week and she was telling me, no, literally, this was a huge deal in 91. Like, this was all over the place. Huge deal. Everyone knew about it. Everyone was keeping up with what was, go with what was going on. So because of that, I really want to do a big podcast on the whole case and, you know, some of the audio clips and stuff from the court and just different things. I want to make a whole thing out of it. So I'm not going to really do a lot on this, but it's William Kennedy Smith. 
when he was arrested and charged with rape. He was acquitted from it. It happened at um, their Palm Beach estate. And like I said, it had huge media coverage. So that was April 1st of 99, I'm sorry, 1991. And like I said, going to have an episode on that. So I'm not going to go more on that. Just kind of a pitch for for my future episode. Number six I've got on here is Congressman Patrick Kennedy. This was on May 4th of 2006. He crashed his car into a barricade on Capitol Hill in D.C. at 2.45 in the morning. He was on Ambien and Finnegan, um at the time, and he later revealed that he had an addiction to those, and he pled guilty to driving under the influence of the prescription drugs. All he got was a year probation and a $350 fine. So as we know, Patrick ends up later, fairly recently, becoming a kind of spokesperson for living addiction free talks about his sobriety a lot he released the memoir that's fairly frowned upon by the rest of the family because it's kind of a tell-all i have not read it myself i'm sure some of you have and i really want to read it but yeah i actually really like patrick and enjoy hearing him speak so i'm gonna read that book but that was what happened to him in 2006 Okay, next is not necessarily a Kennedy. It's a cousin. Uh, it's Michael Skakel. He was uh, RFK and Ethel's nephew. So the first cousin of like RFK Jr. and all of them. Fairly recently, I mean, in the 2000s, he was charged in 2002 with the murder of Martha Moxley in 1975. So it was a cold case for a while. Um, basically, it was their neighbor, Michael, and his family. I think he had a brother named Timothy or whatnot. This neighbor was apparently over at their house, and that was the last place she was seen alive. But her body was found um, under a tree, I think, and she had been beaten, like heavily, like gross, beaten with a golf club that was traced back to the Skagel's house. Like I said, it was a long-time cold case, but somehow evidence came out or something and Michael Skakel was charged with her murder in 2002. Technically, nothing, no physical evidence tied him to the crime scene, but incriminating statements and kind of erratic behavior is what ended up making him be charged and placed in jail for it. So he got a 20-year sentence, but he later was released in 2013 because he got a new trial, and he was released on a $1.2 million bail. This case has kind of gone all over the place, and it's been a case and that it's been him maybe going to go back to jail and maybe not and maybe not. I don't know. But as of right now, I don't think he's in jail. So somehow he's gotten out of it. But that is the story of that. Like I said, not to direct Kennedy, but a cousin and interesting enough. Go look that up if you haven't already. Okay, next is, I mentioned this a little bit on the last one, um, but I just, I don't know, I find this funny, which is not funny, but it kind of is. Okay, so Carrie Kennedy, she was charged with a DWI. Uh, July 13th, 2012, she ended up being acquitted of it. But what happened was, and this is why I find it funny, because the whole statement that came out was that she was basically fueled on (laughs) carrots and cappuccino. That's literally what she said she had for breakfast. And I don't know, to read the articles and the headlines and things surrounding that statement are just hilarious to go back and read. But what happened was she took an Ambien, apparently, at 7.30. She claims that she meant to take her thyroid medication and accidentally took an Ambien. Big uh (laughs) uh-oh. Wrong pill. Um, So 30 minutes later, she's driving, and she swerved her Lexus SUV into a tractor trailer on the interstate. So that's what happened, and uh, she was acquitted. Good for her. Next up, 
this one's not that interesting, but, you know, I bet you all know this anyway. Uh, number nine, RFK Jr. himself. He was charged with possession of heroin after he got sick in an airplane bathroom in September of 1983. He ended up coming out immediately after and saying that he was going to basically go to rehab and work on himself and get over this drug problem. He did go to rehab, and I think he actually did get over it, so good for him. And the last, but most certainly not least, is Michael Kennedy, how, whom I mentioned in the last one as well. Um, this was 1997, and he was under investigation, actually, at the time of his death, which was in December... It was December 31st of 1997. So, basically, he was having an affair with a 14-year-old babysitter, which is freaking disgusting. The dude deserved to be in prison, no doubt. He claimed on his polygraphs and everything that she was actually 16, which was the legal consenting age in Massachusetts, which, thank God, as I said in the last one, that changed because that's just disturbing. I read one article where it said that he had apologized to his wife and basically said that he had climbed in bed with her drunk and was so sorry and all this crap. And his wife separated from him in 1997 when the everything kind of started coming out. Good for her. Leave his ass. But it was basically just under investigation and then he died. So he died in a skiing accident. So... I just wonder what the truth is with that. I feel like he definitely obviously was with the 14-year-old babysitter. If she said that he was, he probably just faked out the polygraph and whatnot. Despite everything, the man was old. He was with a 14 to 16-year-old. So wrong. A pedophile. So should have been in prison, but he ended up passing away. That's the end of the podcast. That's a terrible note to end on, but that's all I got. Um, wow, that's the most bleak ending ever. Um, I will say, though, I'll talk a little bit about the Kennedy curse. That terminology gets tossed up so much, and people ask me a lot, do I believe in the curse? Do I not? Uh, what are my thoughts on it? I was reading about it as a whole, and Jackie did herself believe in the curse, actually. She's quoted believing in it, and so I, I wanted to end this really with a quote from Eunice Shriver. She said, I've come to believe that it's not what has happened to our family that has been cursed as much as it's been the fact that we're never able to deal with it privately. So she's basically saying, we're not cursed. We just can't, everybody finds out about every single little thing. I mean, they're a huge family, massive, daredevils, all of them, highly publicized. I mean, if we all think about a huge family, like even if you, if you yourself are in a massive family, everybody, I mean, there's so many people that have something going on, you know? And so if literally everybody was in your business all the time, then it would be crazy the amount of things that would come out within just one pocket of a huge family. So because they were obviously so huge, so in the media, so notable, it's so easy to find every single little misdemeanor on them. So anyway, that doesn't really take away from the fact that they make some horrible decisions and mistakes, but also some of them don't. And some of them are incredible and amazing um, advocates for public service as a whole and have done amazing things for our country. And, you know, people make mistakes. <laughs> people are flawed. Uh, we're only human. So that's all I got. And I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have not already, rate and review. If you like it, I would really appreciate that. That helps me out so much. Check out my Spreadshirt website. 
It's on my link in my bio on Instagram. Follow my Instagram, of course. Oh, let me tell you guys about something. So I posted this on Instagram, but if you don't follow it, you won't know. I got the coolest thing ever this week. So the JFK Hyannisport Museum is selling these, basically they're pieces of shingle from JFK and Jackie's home um, in Hyannisport. They did a, I guess, a refurbishing project on it or something. And they got all this wood and this artist has screen printed different designs and things on the wood. And they are for sale on the JFK Hyannisport Museum website. And I got one and it's in freaking credible. It's literally in my entryway of my home. It's really cool just to know that there is a piece of Jack and Jackie's home in my home. I, I, I'm so cheesy. Like it's, it's so bad how cheesy I am. And I have so many subtle nods to the Kennedys throughout my house. I mean, it's technically a shrine. You just can't tell because they're subtle. <laughs> like literally the wood plank is like supposed to be a depiction of JFK sailing on the Victura in the Nantucket Sound. So if no, if you don't know anything, if you even know a little bit about JFK, you wouldn't know that. But you have to be like a crazy enthusiast to understand and to pick that out when you walk in my home. So it's all subtle. I don't look so crazy to anybody that walks in my house, but I'll let you guys in on it. It's basically a candy shrine up in here. <laughs> Anyway, I love those pieces of art. They're incredible. And it's kind of a piece of history in my own home. So, you know, go check it out. If that sounds like something you'd like to, they're not crazy expensive either. I think I spent like 75 bucks on it, which might sound like a lot for a piece of wood. But if you think about it in terms of what it is, I don't think, I think it's a steal. So anyway, check it out. Get your own. There's some really cool designs and I will talk to you guys next week. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. I'm Anne Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in, and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave. 